For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, one and all, to another edition of After Hours Without Defoe. Just Luby here today. We are honored, privileged uh, to welcome a woman that is, to say she's lived an exciting, interesting, and well-versed life uh, would be an understatement. It feels like Forrest Gump. Uh, led half a life compared to our guest today, the one and only Georgia Durante, getaway driver for the Gambino family, uh, model, stunt driver, and woman who is the host of Will Woman, the podcast on iHeart, and I'm sure at other locations. Georgia Durante, our guest today on After Hours. Good morning, good afternoon, Georgia. How you doing? Good morning. How you guys doing? We are doing well. Uh, I am... I don't know where to start, and I only have a few minutes, so we'll get right to it. Uh, I, the, the fact that before the age of 20, you lived a life of, like, five people, I think is impressive. What is most impressive, before we break it down, is your mentality of what, whether it's good or bad, just keep going, don't let anything bring you down. Where did that mentality come from? Oh, my goodness. Uh, It's basically survival. Um, I learned to survive at a very young age. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I look back at my life, and I I can't even believe what happened and how I really got through it. All of my friends say, we cannot believe you're still alive. And basically, I can't believe it either. (laughs) I always thought I'd be dead by the time I was 21. Well, it's interesting because it, it, it starts with modeling, then you're married and divorced and some uh, criminal activity happens to you that's really tough to deal with. And then you have a kid and kidnappings and you get into your getaway driver and, and then now you are uh, a stunt driver. And these are things that not only are just a lot for a lot of people, but just to be brutally honest, for women, right? Like you don't hear very often of women stunt people it's usually the term is literally stunt man so to have how i how i actually got started you know with the stunts is you know well i used to drive the getaway cars and so i i knew how to drive and at the time i was the most photographed girl in the country i was kodak girl and um i had to flee New York and come to California because there was a contract out on my life. Oh, geez. And uh, I couldn't really model because they'd figure out where I was. And I started watching a lot of TV because I was held up in this friend's apartment and didn't know. I had $7 in my pocket and I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I'm watching TV and every time there was a commercial, it was a it seemed like it was a car commercial. And then I began to realize that you could never see the driver. I said, that's perfect. I could do that, you know. But at that time, they were putting wigs on guys. You know, women just weren't doing that kind of thing. But my friend uh, was an actor that I was staying at his place. And he would tell me where they were shooting car commercials. And I would just show up on the set and I would bug these directors and 
um, finally, one of them got so sick of seeing me that he said, okay, show up on Tuesday. We'll see what you can do. So I showed up on Tuesday and he was obviously pretty impressed. And he started hiring me and telling other directors to hire me. And before I knew it, I was turning down work. I couldn't do it all. Wow. So that's when I started my my driving team. I went after good-looking women who could drive. And, of course, I had to bring men on as well because um, there was really a lot more work for men than women. And I came out of the gate with people like Bobby Unser Jr. and Dar Robinson, who was a very famous stunt man. And the company took off. And so I went from $7 in my pocket to living in a 5,000-square-foot home. Okay, a lot there. <laughs> and again, this is t- I'm really enjoying talking to Georgia Durante. Uh, she is the host of the podcast you can find on iHeart, and I'm sure wherever you find your podcast, Wheel Woman, and that's almost an understatement. She was a getaway driver for the mob at some point, and that led her to being a stunt person. Uh, how do you get to the point where you're the getaway driver? Like, like you just said, if they're not trusting you to be a stunt woman, it's not often, especially in movies and TV, that you see the getaway woman driver. Like, how does that become a thing? Well, I happened to be in an after-hour club in Manhattan, and uh, I was dating the owner, but um, a guy had pulled out a gun five feet away from me and shot the guy next to him. Oh. Everybody scattered, and... Uh, Frankie threw me the car keys and he says, Georgia, go get the car, bring it up. And so I pulled the car up, they got his body down two flights of stairs and I got him to Bellevue hospital in record time where we just left his body, you know, we pulled his body out of the car, left it, you know, an emergency and beeped the horn and took off. And all they talked about was, man, Georgie girl, can you drive a car? (laughs) They could care less whether the guy lived or died. Um, but uh, it was a couple of months later that I was asked to deliver a message and who I was delivering the message to happened to be Carl Gambino. And uh, when I was introduced, he remembered my name from all the talk about how I drove the car that night. And uh, it started out, you know, delivering packages and, um, you know, picking them up and delivering them to like JFK airport where I would give them to these guys in suits. And I later found out they were actually the uh, CIA. Oh, wow. And they were laundering for the mob in foreign countries. And um, then it progressed to pickups. You know, what I thought was they were just picking up the VIG, but what they were actually doing was robbing these places. But I didn't really, they never told me what they were doing. One day they came out with their guns out and um, said, you know, threw open the door, jumped in and said, step on it. And I heard the sirens in the background. And I knew I had to make create distance between us and those cops that somebody was going to die. And, you know, it just kind of progressed from there. <laughs> uh, Georgia, uh, host of the podcast, Will Woman. You can find it out wherever you get your podcast, uh, iHeart Podcast. Georgia, okay, so... You, you are a model, which is intense work. You were uh, the face of Kodak, which can only be intense. Uh, getaway driver. Then you stunt woman. What was the most intense? Because it feels like if you're doing something with the term mob attached to it, it's pretty intense. But now we've seen the things that stunt people, women and men, do. Your life is literally on the line. Some of these things aren't always perfect. What was the most intense thing you've been involved in when it comes to work, at least? 
And to it work, it work. Yes, work. I know because your personal life has has a, a stories as well. Every job was pretty intense. Um, I did a I did a commercial for Oldsmobile. This is not your father's Oldsmobile. Not that this is probably the best, you know, one that you're asking about, but. Um, it was, the whole thing was intense. We had helicopters that were, you know, like <laughs> flying two feet off of my bumper and explosions and, you know, driving through, you know, smoke where you really couldn't see. Um, there's, there was a, a lot of things. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. In Moab, Utah, they put me on top of a pinnacle with a truck and when it was time to when it was time to come and pick me up with the helicopter, the, the helicopter couldn't fly because it was too windy and I had to stay up there all night. <laughs> um, yeah, and I had like four feet all around the car and then it was straight down for 500 feet, you know? Okay. Crazy. Now, my wife would be in love with you because uh, she's jumped out of planes and I'm scared to ride the roller coaster at Disney. So I asked <laughs> you this from that perspective. I know you're a busy woman. We have to let you go, but I have to ask this: Has there ever been a stunt? If you're sleeping on air on moving helicopters that are stuck in the air, this is probably a dumb question, but I have to ask it: Has there ever been a stunt that you're like, "Nah, I'm good"? Like, if, has there ever been a stunt where you're like, "I'm not doing that. I'm sorry." You've been in the game twenty plus years. You got to a place where you felt comfortable saying no to things. No, not really. Um, I don't know. I, I I put myself in a frame of mind. Um, that you know, if if you if you have any kind of uh, um, if you feel like there's that something that you're going to die by doing this, then you, you can't do it because you will lose all control. Um, but I've never felt that way. I always felt that you know I I can do it. I can do it. You know, <laughs> when when I first started uh, working for these um, uh, directors. And I really had no experience other than guts. And they would ask me, um, you know, can, have you ever jumped a car? And I said, oh, yeah, I've done it a hundred times, right? Well, I never did it. So I went out and... <laughs> you had never done it. <laughs> <laughs> I rented a car and I just kept practicing until I got it perfected. And when I showed up on the set, I did it like I had done it a hundred times. That's impressive. You do sound very much like my wife, uh, and I am glad that she's not having the conversation because I don't know what the heck she'd get me into. But I'm glad that we have you to watch and learn from and listen to Will Woman Out Now, the story of her life that there's so much more than this 10-minute conversation. You have to check it out. Georgia, really appreciate your time, and hopefully we get to talk to you again into the future. Thank you so much. You know what, honey? You can have your what? My my book is called The Company She Keeps. Okay. And if you send me an email, I'll send her a book. She'll enjoy reading it. I, I, I'm sure she will, and I'll be very thankful for the things she has me do because of it. But I will I will definitely get you that address thing in the email. And Georgia, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be well. That was Georgia Durante, and that's not a joke. Like, my wife uh, is, she's not a daredevil per se. She has her things that she's nervous about, don't get me wrong. When we were, and she's got me to do some of these things because you marry people, and 
then you do things because <laughs> you married them. Uh, this is, by the way, the D, uh, After Hours with Defo and Luby. No Defo, just Luby here on the Believe Network. That was Georgia Durante. That was an amazing conversation, and there's so much more. Like, literally, that's not a lie. Like, she was the Kodak girl, model. Then Mayor got married in the mob to a mobster, was the getaway driver. Then from that became a stunt person. And personally, she ended. She was raped by her brother-in-law, and then her her child years later. I don't know if it's from rape. Like she was married, had a kid, and her kid got kidnapped. Like there's a whole lot there. Um, and I am grateful for her time. Her story is amazing. It's the definition of a movie. Like I've seen a lot of movies that were boring compared to the life Georgia Durante lived before she was twenty. So appreciate. Uh, her conversation, but yes, my wife is not doing that per se, but she jumped out of an airplane three times and she wants to go bungee jumping and she got me to um, the waterfall, not scaling down a mountain. I've, I can't think of what it's called, but when you jump down the mountain and there's a waterfall there, we did that. I did do that, but she did show some fear there. So she's not Georgia where she's like, if you think you're going to die, you're not going to do it. So you can't think that way. Oh, we get scared, but I'll give my wife credit. She'll do it. <laughs> Whereas I, for years, didn't go on Splash Mountain because I don't like the feeling of a big drop. So it is a very interesting dichotomy between, in juxtaposition between my wife and myself. She would be an off Georgia Durante for very different. I'm an off Georgia just for the fact that she's able to do live this life. She'd be an all because she likes, so when can I sign up? So I will definitely get my wife that book. I'm scared for what it means for my life. Hopefully your lives are good. The sports world has been busy. Sorry, we haven't been here, the Miami Heat. I swore they were done, they were done, they were done. Then they won game six and then lost a heartbreaker. Literally one last shot with 20 seconds left. Their superstar Jimmy Butler short on a three. And the Celtics are now in the finals that start Thursday night. A lot of people are trying to give the Celtics a chance. I don't. I think... The Heat were gutted injury-wise and were a shot away from beating the Celtics. I think the Warriors, who have had injuries all year long, and that's why people wrote them off, now don't have any injuries. Like, Clay Thompson is, if he's not himself, he showed signs putting up eight three-pointers in there in game six against the Mavs. Jordan Poole has come into a role where they never really had that guy. Like, Livingston was really good, but he doesn't do the stuff that Jordan Poole does. Steph Curry might not be prime Steph, but he's playing at a really high level right now. And Draymond, who's become the utility guy doing it all, scores 17. So he's showing he still has some scoring in him. Plus, you have Kuminga, a young dude, and Wiggins, who's become Iguodala, but better because he's younger than Iguodala was really when he got to the Warriors. This team is loaded, and they're getting better, and they're getting healthier. What the Celtics are not, and they're, they're just as deep as the Celtics, if not deeper. Just as good defensively, and it's not even close on offense. So I think it's going to be a five-game series. Maybe the Warriors sort of, eh, because we've seen them do it versus the Mavs. We've seen them do it versus the Grizzlies without Morant, where they sort of fall flat for a game. So maybe go six, you know, maybe six. I, I, I just think the finals, the Warriors right now are the best team. And like I look, the Heat too, and I'm a Heat fan, but I, the Heat... With their with with Lowry with a hamstring and Hero not playing, even if Butler didn't Butler with the knee almost beat the Celtics. Butler with the knee, they weren't beating the Warriors even without the knee issue with Butler, but without Lowry, without Hero being full strength, the Heat weren't going to beat the Warriors either. Like I think both of these teams, the Celtics and the Heat, were good. The Heat, the I think the Warriors are great. Maybe they're not the team that had Durant. Maybe they're not the team that won a title and then seventy three games without Durant. 
but they're close and they're different. They, I think, are a little bit longer. I think they're even a little bit more athletic. I think they aren't all three-pointer. That team did other things but felt like the three-pointer was the big thing. It's not the case. Like, they go to the basket a lot, this team. They mix it up a lot in a way that I don't know if that team did. So that team was definitely better. This team's different, and I think they're great. And I also think those three guys, Green, Thompson, and Curry, can see the light at the end of the tunnel where, look, they're – you're going to get Wiseman back, and you may or may not be able to keep Wiggins. You may get someone else. So they've sort of done the Spurs thing where they have the three guys and are mixing young guys so they can keep it going. But will they be the same? I don't know. And I, I wonder if those three guys sort of feel that way too, where they know this is, if it's, it might not be the last title, but you're, they're not guaranteed anymore. They, they don't know. They know, look, the last two years they haven't made the playoffs or they haven't made a run in the playoffs. So they know that the clock's ticking. So the fact that they were able to put it together in this run, the fact that it opened up, the fact that the Suns sort of lost it where they never had to face the Suns, the fact that the Grizzlies are still young and then Morant got hurt. Like, it's there for them. The Celtics are banged up. The Celtics are really the fourth or fifth best team in the East. Like, the Heat were hurt. The Bucks were hurt. Didn't have Middleton. The, the Nets were a disaster. I mean, the, like, the Celtics came on and have a good team. The Warriors are better. And I think the Warriors will win in five or six games. And I think they know that this is the moment where they got to get, these are six finals appearance in eight years. They've won three. They've won three. They've won three titles. They're going for a fourth title, which puts them in an even another class above that Celtics dynasty, uh, right below that Bulls, six titles, but right there, one title short of that Lakers in the 80s. Like, puts them in, a, in just a... a, a even greater class of quote-unquote dynasty. I mean, look, to me, that's a dynasty. Six finals in eight years, something the Bulls did, something the Lakers did. I don't know if the Celtics did that in the 80s. Winning three, if you can win a fourth, it's just an, it's just another level. And I, I feel like this group gets it, knows it, and they're embracing it in a way that, like, the, I just don't think the Celtics can match. So people are trying, national media is trying to talk themselves into this being a who-knows series and... The Warriors are the favorite, but a slight favorite. I, I think they're an overwhelming favorite. And I think it was open this season more than it's been in years until now. Once we got to the conference finals and you saw what the Warriors were, I think the Warriors were just toying with teams. Like, the Mavs, I still, we, and I still think we haven't seen the Warriors play their best, which is scary. So, uh, and I'm not a Warriors fan, believe me. I actually rooted against them the last time they were in the finals. But you have to be honest with what you're seeing. The Celtics do have some injury stuff they're still sort of dealing with. The Warriors don't seem to have any. Everyone seems to be healthy and getting better. So I think that's sort of the finals. We're going to get the NHL conference finals is underway. The Rangers found their way to the East, East Eastern Conference Finals. That, I think, gets underway tonight. The Western Conference Finals got started yesterday, and the Avalanche continue to be with the Avalanche, what I wanted the Panthers to be. The Avalanche just are a freight train. Yeah, they, the final score was 8-6, but they were up by 3 with like a few minutes left, and they kept scoring, and then, yeah... Edmonton scored, but that game never was in doubt. And this Avalanche team, it's funny in hockey, so often we see upsets. So often it's the puck bounces here, the puck bounces there. And greatness in the regular season doesn't mean greatness in the postseason. Well, with the case of this Avalanche team, they were great all year, and they've been great all postseason. And they're just a scary, scary bunch. French Open, one of our South Florida's own. Coco Goff is in the semis. You had a, a legendary match of not only two icons in the sport, two guys that will go down as top ten, they may be top five ever, Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal, Rafa Nadal. But they had a match that was great. They went four sets, four over four hours. 
In the end, Nadal was just too much on the French clay of Roland Garros. So Roland Garros. So you have Nadal moving on to face Zverev. The women, my heart's with, of course. One South Florida woman went down, Sloan Stevens too. The other South Florida woman, Coco Goff. So uh, that is going on as well. NFL, Aaron Donald looking for a contract. If he doesn't get it, he'll be happy retiring. I find it, and I believe him because he, he feels like he said, even if he gets a deal, he doesn't want to play that much longer. So it's a new era. It's a new day. Players make so much money. No matter what inflation is, they still make way more money than what players used to make. So they don't have to kill themselves. When they get to a place where they've made all this money, and we know what football does to you, and they still have their mind about them, and they still have their body with them, they can say, you know what? Time for something new and move on early. And we've seen guys do that the last few years. So I can see Aaron Donald retiring, but if you're the Rams, and I get it, they're cash-strapped. They've paid all these different people all this money. That doesn't matter. You, Aaron Donald is how your defense goes. The dude is still the best defensive player in football and top five, if not the best player in football. And he does it from a place that's super integral. Look, edge rushers are huge, but if you can get, it's only because you don't expect to get pressure up the middle. If you can get a guy that can pressure you up the middle, then it doesn't matter how athletic the quarterback is. Before he has a chance to run, he's down. And we saw Aaron Donald do that the entire playoffs, and he was all over Joe Burrow the entire Super Bowl. He literally had a sack off. Like, he ended the game on a sack. So Aaron Donald's a guy that I would think the Rams will make uh, a proper offer to. We'll see where that goes. And we'll see where the NBA Finals goes as it starts tomorrow night. Again, this is After Hours. No Defo, just Luby here on the Believe Network. Check us out each and every day in the morning. We do our own thing. Google The Defoe Show, D-E-F-O. Check us out. We also have uh, more South Florida content if you are South Florida leaning on Five Reasons Sports Network on YouTube. And check us out each, most days, most days. I haven't been slacking. We've had a lot going on, but I'm here and thank you to Georgia Durante. Most days right here, like Defoe likes to say, or most days right here on the Believe Network after I was with Defoe and Luby. And like Defoe likes to say, even if you're the heat and you go down early, earlier than you'd like, they, when it looked like things were lost, they were not. The Heat fought back and took it to Game 7 in the last seconds of Game 7. So, no matter what happens in life, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.